The following is a Relevant Radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the Donate icon at www.relevantradio.com. Welcome back to Ordinary Time. Good morning, I'm Paul Sadek. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Tuesday, January 10th, 2023, Tuesday of the first week in Ordinary Time. In the Missal, it's a liturgical year A, cycle one. Tuesday is a day to pray the sorrowful mysteries of the rosary. And our saint today is St. Gregory of Nyssa, born in 335. He was raised by his older brother, St. Basil the Great, and his sister, Macrina, in modern-day Turkey. He became a professor of rhetoric and then went on to study for the priesthood. He was elected Bishop of Nyssa in 372. That was a period of great tension over the Arian heresy, which denied the divinity of Christ. After the death of Basil, Gregory really came into his own. He wrote with great effectiveness against Arianism and other questionable doctrines. He gained a reputation as a defender of orthodoxy. St. Gregory of Nyssa is seen not simply as a pillar of orthodoxy, but as one of the great contributors to the mystical tradition in Christian spirituality and to monasticism itself. St. Gregory of Nyssa died in 395. St. Gregory of Nyssa, pray for us. Let's offer this day to the Lord. My God, I adore you and I love you with all my heart. I thank you for having created me, made me a Christian, and preserved me this night. I offer you the actions of this day. Grant that all of them may be in accordance with your holy will and for your greater glory. Protect me from sin and from all evil. Let your grace be always with me and with all my dear ones. Amen. And with Pope Francis, we pray that educators may be credible witnesses teaching fraternity rather than competition and helping the youngest and most vulnerable above all. Ten Minutes with Jesus is a guided meditation on the gospel of the day prepared by a Catholic priest. Here's today's Ten Minutes with Jesus. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask your pardon for my sins and the grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Mother Immaculate, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. Jesus, today we meet you in the synagogue in Capernaum as you're teaching on the Sabbath day. And we meet you also now in this time of prayer. And I use those words very deliberately. We are meeting you, Jesus, in the same way that Maybe over Christmas, holidays, we met some of our friends or we met some of our family who'd returned back and there was a real joy at that meeting. Now in this moment when we come to you in our prayer, we're meeting you, Jesus. We're coming face to face with you. Okay, maybe not physically, but at least spiritually. You're the one who is with us now, Jesus, and we want to be with you too in our prayer, just in the same way that they were with you in that synagogue in Capernaum. And why? Because St. Mark tells us that the people were impressed with what you had to say to them. And maybe more than just what you had to say to them or how you had to say it to them, they were impressed simply that you were there with them, that they could see you and experience you. And in this moment of encounter that they have in this synagogue, 
as Mark tells us in the Gospel. There's also a moment of great healing when a man who had suffered because of an unclean spirit is delivered from that unclean spirit because you choose to heal him in that moment. And so everybody looks at you with kind of new eyes. First of all, they've heard something new, a teaching that was new, and then they see how you interact with this man, with evil spirits, and they come to the conclusion that here is real authority. So we're meeting you, Jesus, in your person of real authority. And maybe sometimes we might recoil a little bit from the idea of authority because we experience it as, as maybe domination. That's not what, how we think of you, Jesus, now in this moment, but we think of authority really, truly the one who, who has been blessed, the one who has been sent with the, the purpose that we, we see being fulfilled. That's the authority. You're the, the right man in the right moment, so to speak. We can put kind of human words on it. And that's the authority that, that we want in this moment too, because you're the right man for this moment, Jesus, and for every moment, because you're the one for us. Now, at the very start of his pontificate, Pope Benedict, whom we buried a few days ago, wrote, to my mind, some of the most beautiful words. And in a sense, the first encyclical letter is like a lot of uh, pressure, in a sense, to, to show the whole church a little bit of what maybe a pope's program for office, if we can kind of put a secular term on it. So in a sense, the first letter, the first thing that the Pope puts out there has to be important. It has to kind of, in a sense, give a, a sense of what the Pope wants to, to achieve with his pontificate. And the very first letter that Pope Benedict wrote was called Deus Caritas Est, God is Love. And so I think very from, those, from the start, from those very words, we got a clear sense of, of what Pope Benedict wanted to communicate to the whole church, to retake these, these words from, from St. Paul, to say, God is love. And in the very first paragraph of this letter, he said, being a Christian is not the result of an ethical choice or a lofty idea, but the encounter with an event, a person, which gives life a new horizon and a decisive direction. These words also were chosen by the official newspaper of the Vatican on the day whenever um, Pope Benedict had died. They, they issued a, a kind of a commemorative issue. And these words were put on the very back page in, in, in big, bold letters. So in a sense, these were the first words that, that Pope Benedict chose to open with his pontificate. And in some sense, they also sum up um, everything that he achieved in the years that he was Pope and in the years that he spent afterwards in retirement in the Vatican that being a Christian is essentially not something that we acquire like a membership or of a club, but it's a meeting with you, Jesus. And it's coming face to face with you that allows our heart to, to be converted to you. And that's something that we often need to bear in mind whenever we are thinking about how to tell other people about you, Jesus, or maybe we have got kind of constant preoccupation for family or friends as that how can these people really come to experience and know true faith? And we can come up with all kind of harebrained schemes to try and uh, and convince people to, to become a Christian. But this is essentially what it's all about. It's not about coming up with a harebrained scheme at all. It's not about trying to come up with some sort of great program or even to, to sit down and think of some sort of magic formula for words. What makes each one of us a Christian is the fact that we meet you, Jesus. And that's the experience of the people in the synagogue in Capernaum on that day because they saw you and they heard you. And it has to be the same for us too, right in this moment of prayer. 
Jesus, you impress the people with your teaching in some sense because it's new. Maybe you spoke to them in a way that they'd never heard the rabbis or the priests in the temple in Jerusalem speak before. And the newness of that message is something that certainly maybe pricked up their ears. But also because you teach with the authority, you are totally immersed in who you are as the one who has come to reveal the Father to us. And there's no room for any distraction in your mission, Jesus. That's, in a sense, the authority that comes across from your very being as the Son of God. You teach us who the Father is and reveal to us the loving face of our Heavenly Father who is merciful and who forgives us our sins. And ultimately, when you die upon the cross for us, you show that in a physical way. You reveal yourself to us, Jesus, as Savior, pointing us to our Heavenly Father. And it is this encounter with the Savior which leads to conversion. I would say that for myself. I can't recount exactly the, the moment or the day or the hour whenever I, I realized that because I was always fortunate to grow up with a sense of faith. Other people might be very blessed to r recall with exact precision the moment whenever they were able to understand you as a Savior. But no matter how we come to that conclusion, Jesus, we, we grow in, in a sense of, of love for you as the one who has come to save us personally and, and also collectively as, as a people, as a church. And two, I would say that Pope Benedict taught with authority. Many times I was blessed to, to hear him speak. And he taught with authority as Pope for sure, because the Pope has a certain authority that other people in the church do not have. And we give thanks to God that you, that you bless Pope Francis in that particular way, in that particular ministry. Pope Benedict also had a great authority as a professor. He knew a lot of stuff. He had studied a lot of theology. He had reflected upon the scriptures, on the teaching of the fathers, of many wonderful theologians, and he made his own unique contribution to that as well. But above all, he spoke with the authority of a Christian, as one who had not just studied things that he had read in books, but one who had studied before the tabernacle, one who had studied before the word of God in sacred scripture. And his heart was moved not just by academic study, but by real faith, a faith that he had been gifted from his parents, but that he nourished himself through constant prayer, constantly seeking your face, Jesus. And this is where the sense of authority of every Christian comes. This encounter that we meet in Jesus in the gospel of Matthew comes after his own baptism. And by the fact that we are baptized, we are, we are set on a path towards you, Jesus, that we cannot be taken away from. Maybe we might fall from time to time, but we are given the road in order to come to you especially through the sacraments. And this life of grace that you invite us to, this life of, we might just say, experience of you, is, is where we get our, our life from. It's where we also get our authority as Christians, that we can experience you, Jesus, and, and bring other people onto that road to share that journey with us. In this moment of healing, whenever you silence the, the unclean spirit, the unclean spirit has lots of things to say, but Jesus, you don't engage with that at all. You just say, be quiet come out of him. Even the unclean spirits submit to your authority. And this is again the point of, of Pope Benedict. We submit to Jesus completely and totally because he is the Holy One of God. We don't have to sell it in any other way than that. Jesus, let us come evermore to, to know you, to see you, to seek you, to experience you, and to love you. And that in this moment of encounter, other people might join us in that journey and see something of your love for them too. But help us all as a church to experience your love this day and to know that in our hearts.
I give you thanks, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations that you've communicated to me during this meditation. I ask your help to put them into effect. My Mother Immaculate, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. There's more of 10 Minutes with Jesus at RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. It's 15 minutes past the hour, and this is Daybreak. It's Tuesday of the first week in Ordinary Time. I'm Paul Sadek, and this is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. We begin the day with the whole church. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in the Invitatory Psalm and the Office of Readings. Lord, open my lips, and and my my mouth mouth will proclaim your praise. Come, let us worship the Lord our mighty God. Come, let us worship the Lord Almighty God. Cry out with joy to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before Him, singing for joy. Come, let us worship the Lord Almighty God. Know that He, the Lord, is God. He made us, we belong to Him. We are His people, the sheep of His flock. Come, let us worship the Lord Almighty God. Go within His gates giving thanks. Enter His courts with songs of praise. Give thanks to Him and bless His name. Come, let us worship the Lord Almighty God. Indeed, how good is the Lord, eternal His merciful love. He is faithful from age to age. Come, let us worship the Lord Almighty God. Glory to the Father and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Come, let us worship the Lord Almighty God. Surrender to God, and He will do everything for you. Surrender to God, and and He will do everything for you. Do not fret because of the wicked. Do not envy those who do evil, for they wither quickly like grass and fade like the green of the fields. If you trust in the Lord and do good, then you will live in the land and be secure. 
If you find your delight in the Lord, He will grant your heart's desire. Commit your life to the Lord. Trust in Him and He will act. So that your justice breaks forth like the light, your cause like the noonday sun. Be still before the Lord and wait in patience. Do not fret at the man who prospers, a man who makes evil plots to bring down the needy and the poor. Calm your anger and forget your rage. Do not fret, it only leads to evil, for those who do evil shall perish. The patient shall inherit the land. A little longer, and the wicked shall have gone. Look at his place, he is not there. But the humble shall own the land and enjoy the fullness of peace. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will be forever. Amen. Surrender to God, and and He will do everything for you. Turn away from evil. Learn to do God's will. The Lord will strengthen you if you obey Him. Turn Turn away from evil. Learn to do God's will. And the Lord will strengthen you if you obey Him. The wicked man plots against the just and gnashes his teeth against him. But the Lord laughs at the wicked, for he sees that his day is at hand. The sword of the wicked is drawn. His bow is bent to slaughter the upright. Their sword shall pierce their own hearts, and their bows shall be broken to pieces. The just man's few possessions are better than the wicked man's wealth. For the power of the wicked shall be broken, and the Lord will support the just. He protects the lives of the upright. Their heritage will last forever. They shall not be put to shame in evil days. In time of famine, their food shall not fail. But all the wicked shall perish, and all the enemies of the Lord. They are like the beauty of the meadows. They shall vanish. They shall vanish like smoke. The wicked man borrows without repaying, but the just man is generous and gives. Those blessed by the Lord shall own the land, but those he has cursed shall be destroyed. The Lord guides the steps of a man and makes safe the path of one he loves. Though he stumble, he shall never fall, for the Lord holds him by the hand. I was young, and now I am old but I have never seen the just man forsaken, nor his children begging for bread. All the day he is generous and lends, and his children become a blessing. Then turn away from evil and do good, and you shall have a home forever, for the Lord loves justice and will never forsake his friends. The unjust shall be wiped out forever, and the children of the wicked destroyed. The just shall inherit the land, there they shall live forever. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will be forever. Amen. Turn Turn away from evil, learn to do God's will, and the Lord will strengthen you if you obey Him. Wait for the Lord to lead, then follow in His way. Wait for the Lord to lead then Then follow in his way. The just man's mouth utters wisdom, and his lips speak what is right. The law of his God is in his heart, 
His step shall be saved from stumbling. The wicked man watches for the just and seeks occasion to kill him. The Lord will not leave him in his power, nor let him be condemned when he is judged. Then wait for the Lord, keep to his way. It is he who will free you from the wicked, raise you up to possess the land, and see the wicked destroyed. I have seen the wicked triumphant, towering like a cedar of Lebanon. I passed by again. He was gone. I searched. He was nowhere to be found. See the just man. Mark the upright. For the peaceful man a future lies in store. But sinners shall all be destroyed. No future lies in store for the wicked. The salvation of the just comes from the Lord, their stronghold in time of distress. The Lord helps them and delivers them and saves them, for their refuge is in Him. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will be forever. forever. Amen. Let us pray. You proclaim the poor to be blessed, Lord Jesus, for the kingdom of heaven is given to them. Fill us generously with your gifts. Teach us to put our trust in the Father and to seek his kingdom first of all, rather than imitate the powerful and envy the rich. Wait for the Lord to lead, then follow in his way. Teach me goodness and holy wisdom, for I have put my trust in your guidance. A reading from the book of Joshua. Joshua, son of Nun, secretly sent out two spies from Shittim, saying, Go, reconnoiter the land and Jericho. When the two reached Jericho, they went into the house of a harlot named Rahab, where they lodged. But a report was brought to the king of Jericho that some Israelites had come there that night to spy out the land. So the king of Jericho said to Rahab, the order, Put out the visitors who have entered your house, for they have come to spy out the entire land. The women had taken the two men and hidden them, so she said, True, the men you speak of came to me, but I did not know where they came from. At dark, when it was time for the gate to be shut, they left, and I do not know where they went. You will have to pursue them immediately to overtake them. Now, she had led them to the roof and hidden them among her stalks of flax spread out there. But the pursuers set out along the way to the fords of the Jordan, and once they had left, the gate was shut. Before the spies fell asleep, Rahab came to them on the roof and said, I know that the Lord has given you the land, that a dread of you has come upon us, and that all the inhabitants of the land are overcome with fear of you. For we have heard how the Lord dried up the waters of the Red Sea before you when you came out of Egypt and how you dealt with Sion and Og, the two kings of the Amorites beyond the Jordan, whom you doomed to destruction. At these reports we are disheartened. Everyone is discouraged because of you, since the Lord your God is God in heaven above and on earth below. Now then swear to me by the Lord, that since I am showing kindness to you, you will in turn show kindness to my family. And give me an unmistakable token that you are to spare my father and my mother, brothers and sisters and all their kin, and save us from death. 
we pledge our lives for yours, the man answered her. If you do not betray this errand of ours, we will be faithful in showing kindness to you when the Lord gives us the land. And she led them down through the window with a rope, for she lived in a house built into the city wall. Go up into the hill country, she suggested to them, that your pursuers may not find you. Hide there for three days until they return. Then you may proceed on your way. The men answered her, This is how we will fulfill the oath you made us take. When we come into the land, tie this scarlet cord in the window through which you are letting us down, and gather your father and your mother, your brothers and all your family into your house. Should any of them pass outside the doors of your house, he will be responsible for his own death and we shall be guiltless. But we will be responsible if anyone in this house with you is harmed. If, however, you betray this errand of ours, we shall be quit of the oath you have made us take. Let it be as you say, she replied, and bade them farewell. When they were gone, she tied the scarlet cord in the window. They went up into the hills where they stayed three days, until their pursuers, who had sought them along the road without finding them, returned. Then the two came back down from the hills, crossed the Jordan to Joshua, son of Nun, and reported all that had befallen them. They assured Joshua, The Lord has delivered all this land into our power. Indeed, all the inhabitants of this land are overcome with fear of us. The word of the Lord. A man pleases God by what he does, and not by faith alone. Rahab pleased him when she sheltered the messengers and sent them on their way by a different route. Just, Just as, as a body without breath is dead, so faith without works is dead. By faith. Rahab the prostitute welcomed the spies with kindness, and so escaped death. Just as a body without breath is dead, so faith without works is dead. A reading from a letter to the Romans by St. Ignatius of Antioch, Bishop and Martyr. The delights of this world and all its kingdoms will not profit me. I would prefer to die in Jesus Christ than to rule over all the earth. I seek him who died for us. I desire him who rose for us. I am in the throes of being born again. Bear with me, my brothers. Do not keep me from living. Do not wish me to die. I desire to belong to God. Do not give me over to the world, and do not seduce me with perishable things. Let me see the pure light when I am there. I shall be truly a man at last. Let me imitate the sufferings of my God. If anyone has God in him, let him understand what I want and have sympathy for me, knowing what drives me on. The prince of this world would snatch me away and destroy my desire to be with God. So let none of you who will be there give him help. Side rather with me, that is, with God. Do not have Jesus Christ on your lips and the world in your hearts. Give envy no place among you, and... If when I get there I should beg for your intervention, pay no attention to me. No, believe instead what I am writing to you now. For I write to you while I yet live, but I long for death. My earthly desires have been crucified, 
and there no longer burns in me the love of perishable things. But a living water speaks within me, saying, Come to the Father. I take no delight in corruptible food, or in the pleasures of this life. I want the bread of God, which is the flesh of Jesus Christ, who was of David's seed. And for drink I want his blood, the sign of his imperishable love. I no longer wish to live as men count life, and I shall have my way if I wish it so. Wish it, then, so that you too may have God's favor. With these few words, I beg you to believe me. Jesus Christ will make plain to you the truth of what I say. He is the true voice that speaks the Father's truth. Pray for me that I may reach my goal. I have written to you not prompted by merely human feelings and values, but by God's purpose for me. If I am to suffer, it will be because you loved me well. If I am rejected, it will be because you hated me. Remember in your prayers the church of Syria. It now has God for its shepherd instead of me. Jesus Christ alone will be its bishop, along with your love. For myself, I am ashamed to be counted among its members, for I do not deserve it, being the least of all, born out of due time. Yet if I attain to God, by his mercy I shall be something. I greet you from my heart, and so do the churches that have welcomed me in love, not as a mere passerby, but as the representative of Jesus Christ. Yes, even the churches that were not on my route, humanly speaking, though spiritually on the same journey, were there to meet me in city after city. I rejoice in my sufferings. In, in my, my own body, body I, I do all that I can to fill up what has yet to be endured by Christ for the sake of his body, the Church. For this I struggle and press on, with the power of Christ working in me to make me strong. In, in my, my own body, I do all that I can to fill up what has yet to be endured by Christ for the sake of his body, the Church. Let us pray. O God, from whom all good things come, grant that we who call on you in our need may at your prompting discern what is right, and by your guidance do it, through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. 24 minutes before the hour, today's gospel is coming right up along with In Conversation with God and Morning Prayer on Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. I'm Paul Sadek. Today is Tuesday, January 10th, 2023. In today's Gospel from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, we witness the Lord encountering a demon from the first chapter of the Gospel of Mark. They went into Capernaum, and immediately on the Sabbath, Jesus entered the synagogue and taught. And they were astonished at his teaching, for he taught them as one who had authority, and not as the scribes. Immediately there was in their synagogue a man with an unclean spirit, and he cried out, What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. But Jesus rebuked him. Be silent and come out of him. And the unclean spirit, convulsing him and crying with a loud voice, came out of him. 
and they were all amazed, so that they questioned among themselves, What is this? A new teaching? With authority, he commands even the unclean spirits, and they obey him. At once, his fame spread everywhere throughout all the surrounding region of Galilee. This selection from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible courtesy of Falcon Picture Group daily and Sunday Mass readings, can be found on the relevant radio app. Let's consider for a few minutes what it means to be an heir. That is H-E-I-R. While remembering that we are truly children of God. Today's reading from In Conversation with God by Father Francisco Fernandez Carvajal is from Volume 3, Ordinary Time. A son is also an heir. He has a certain right to his father's goods. We are heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ. Psalm 2, the psalm that speaks of the royalty of Christ and divine filiation, and with which we begin these moments of prayer, continues with these words. Ask of me, and I will make the nations your heritage and the ends of the earth your patrimony. We get a foretaste in this life of the inheritance we have been promised. It is the gaudium cum pace, joy with peace, the profound happiness of knowing that we are children of God. This does not depend on our own merits, on our health, or on how successful we are. Neither does it consist in the absence of difficulties. Born from our union with God, it is founded on the consideration that He loves us. He is always ready to welcome us and to forgive us. He has prepared for us a heaven by His side for all eternity. We lose this happiness when we fail to see God's will for us, which is ever wise and loving, in the frustrations and setbacks each day brings with it. Our Father does not want us to lose this deep-rooted happiness. He wants to see us happy always, just as fathers on earth want to see their children happy. With this serene and joyful attitude to life, the Gaudium Cum Pace, the Christian does a great deal of good. This does not mean, however, that he will not sometimes meet with difficulties in his life. True happiness is a marvelous means of apostolate. The Christian is a sower of joy, a communicator of gladness. This is why he achieves great things. Joy is one of the most irresistible powers in the world. It brings about calm, it soothes away anger, it wins people over. He who is cheerful is a natural apostle. A cheerful countenance attracts men to God, showing them what the presence of God produces within the soul. This is why the Holy Spirit gives us the advice, Do not be downcast or look troubled, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. In Conversation with God by Francis Fernandez is published by Scepter Publishers. You'll find it at your local Catholic bookstore. 16 before the hour, we join the whole church in prayer once again as we're led by our friends at divineoffice.org in morning prayer. God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia.
The man whose deeds are blameless and whose heart is pure will climb the mountain of the Lord. The man whose deeds are blameless and whose heart is pure will climb the mountain of the Lord. The Lord's is the earth and its fullness, the world and all its peoples. It is he who set it on the seas, on the waters he made it firm. Who shall climb the mountain of the Lord? Who shall stand in his holy place? The man with clean hands and pure heart, who desires not worthless things, who has not sworn so as to deceive his neighbor. He shall receive blessings from the Lord and reward from the God who saves him. Such are the men who seek him. Seek the face of the God of Jacob. O gates, Lift high your heads, grow higher, ancient doors. Let him enter, the King of glory. Who is the King of glory? The Lord, the mighty, the valiant, the Lord, the valiant in war. O gates, lift high your heads, grow higher, ancient doors. Let him enter, the King of glory. Who is he, the King of glory? He, the Lord of armies, he is the King of glory. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As, as it, it was in the beginning, beginning is, is now, and, and will, will be, be forever. forever. Amen. King of glory, Lord of power and might, cleanse our hearts from all sin. Preserve the innocence of our hands and keep our minds from vanity so that we may deserve your blessing in your holy place. The man, the man whose, whose deeds are blameless and, and whose heart is pure will climb the mountain of the Lord. Praise the Eternal King in all your deeds. Praise the Eternal King in all your deeds. Blessed be God who lives forever because his kingdom lasts for all ages. For he scourges and then has mercy. He casts down to the depths of the nether world and he brings up from the great abyss. No one can escape his hand. Praise him, you Israelites, before the Gentiles. For though he has scattered you among them, he has shown you his greatness even there. Exalt him before every living being, because he is the Lord our God, our Father and God forever. He scourged you for your iniquities, but will again have mercy on you all. He will gather you from all the Gentiles among whom you have been scattered. When you turn back to him with all your heart to do what is right before him, then he will turn back to you and no longer hide his face from you. So now consider what he has done for you and praise him with full voice. Bless the Lord of righteousness and exalt the King of all the ages. In the land of my exile, I praise him and show his power and majesty to a sinful nation. Turn back, you sinners, do the right 
do the right before him. Perhaps he may look with favor upon you and show you mercy. As for me, I exalt my God, and my spirit rejoices in the King of heaven. Let all men speak of his majesty and sing his praises in Jerusalem. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will be forever. Amen. Praise Praise the Eternal King in all your deeds. The loyal heart must praise the Lord. The loyal heart must praise the Lord. Ring out your joy to the Lord, O you just, for praise is fitting for loyal hearts. Give thanks to the Lord upon the harp. With a ten-string lute, sing him songs. O sing him a song that is new. Play loudly, play with all your skill. For the word of the Lord is faithful, and all his works to be trusted. The Lord loves justice and right, and fills the earth with his love. By his word the heavens were made. By the breath of his mouth all the stars. He collects the waves of the ocean. He stores up the depths of the sea. Let all the earth fear the Lord. All who live in the world revere him. He spoke, and it came to be. He commanded, it sprang into being. He frustrates the designs of the nations. He defeats the plans of the peoples. His own designs shall stand forever, the plans of his heart from age to age. They are happy whose God is the Lord, the people he has chosen as his own. From the heavens the Lord looks forth, he sees all the children of men. From the place where he dwells, he gazes on all the dwellers of the earth, He who shapes the hearts of them all and considers all their deeds. A king is not saved by his army, nor a warrior preserved by his strength. A vain hope for safety is the horse. Despite its power, it cannot save. The Lord looks on those who revere him, on those who hope in his love to rescue their souls from death to keep them alive in famine. Our soul is waiting for the Lord. The Lord is our help and our shield. In Him do our hearts find joy. We trust in His holy name. May your love be upon us, O Lord, as we place all our hope in you. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will be forever. Amen. Let us pray. Nourish your people, Lord, for we hunger for your word. Rescue us from the death of sin, and fill us with your mercy, that we may share your presence and the joys of all the saints. The loyal heart must praise the Lord. A reading from the letter of Paul to the Romans. You know the time in which we are living. It is now the hour for you to wake from sleep, for our salvation 
is closer than when we first accepted the faith. The night is far spent. The day draws near. Let us cast off deeds of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let us live honorably as in daylight, not in carousing and drunkenness, not in sexual excess and lust, not in quarreling and jealousy. Rather, put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the desires of the flesh. The Word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be be to God. God. My God stands by me. All my trust is in Him. My God stands by me. All my trust is in Him. I find my refuge in Him, and I am truly free. All my trust is in Him. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. My God stands by me. All my trust is in Him. God has raised up for us a mighty Savior, as He promised through the words of His holy prophets. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets, he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Amen. God has raised up for us a mighty Savior, as he promised through the words of his holy prophets. Beloved brothers and sisters, we share a heavenly calling under Christ, our High Priest. Let us praise him with shouts of joy. Lord, our God and our Savior, Almighty King, through baptism you conferred on us a royal priesthood. Inspire us to offer you a continual sacrifice of praise. Lord, our God and our Savior, help us to keep your commandments. That through the power of the Holy Spirit we may live in you and you in us. Lord, our God and our Savior, give us your eternal wisdom to be with us today and to guide us. Lord, our God and our Savior, may our companions today be free of sorrow and filled with joy. Lord, our God and our Savior. Now let us pray as Christ the Lord has taught us. 
Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. God our Father, hear our morning prayer, and let the radiance of your love scatter the gloom of our hearts. The light of heaven's love has restored us to life. Free us from the desires that belong to darkness. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. May the Lord bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Amen. Morning Air with John and Glenn in just a few minutes. I'm Paul Sadek. I'll see you tomorrow morning, 4 a.m. Central, or on the relevant radio app. You go out now and make this a great day and live in the light of the Lord. Audio from the Liturgy of the Hours, courtesy of DivineOffice.org. Readings from In Conversation with God, courtesy of Scepter Publishers. Selections from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group. Ten Minutes with Jesus is used with permission. Daybreak is available on RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. Daybreak is a production of Relevant Radio.